0: to another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we tackle the often complicated world of money and finance. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to all things money. We'll do our best to define concepts, give some examples, and just have a casual conversation about wealth. It is important to note here that
1: we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment, and should not be misconstrued as official financial advice.
0: How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Good how to ba- see you. How about you? How Good about to see yourself, you beautiful sir? Beautiful face. Oh yeah. <laughs> Same to you, sir. Uh, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Glad uh, glad to be back as always. Same. Get, get some episodes in. I'm really excited about this week's episode. Though. Oh yeah. Why is that? Because we've been talking about. Uh, this insect for some time in this golden insect golden insect oh i see so <laughs> come on man you know the you know the topic is you, insect? A an insect Yeah, butterfly is yeah. an insect yeah. i just yeah. i just got it just went over my head i uh, apologize man. all right keep it up man Got to hold it together no i'm just kidding but we've been talking about this golden butterfly for some time right? uh, Sorry, i'm still st- <laughs> reeling over that that comment. The golden insect you know oh jeez uh, anyway but but Van, uh, over the last few weeks, or at least I shouldn't say last few weeks, the last few episodes, this topic has come up quite a few times, right? Right. At least I alluded to it. The the Caleb episode. Right. We definitely talked about it. And then uh, and in the, the first uh, comeback episode, we had right. mentioned that as well. Yeah. So we're really all eagerly anticipating exactly what that is. But um, why don't you kind of give us some background? I yeah. Guess. How did it come about? You know, where does it come from and
1: all that? So I would say last year um, I read this book. Uh, you, ha- you ever heard of a guy named? Tony Robbins? Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. I love those notes that you wrote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, there's this book that a friend of mine had recommended. It's called uh, Tony um, It's Tony Robbins' Money Master of the Game. Okay. It's a really big book, and it's full of, uh, really packed full of content and all that. And I think it's a really good book, but it is, I would say... Um, it, is, it takes a, It took me quite a while to get through it just mm-hmm. because of how many pages it had in there. But in that book, I actually learned two things. One thing was I learned that you know, we always think that rich people tend to be, you know, they, you know, they have the saying, it does. It takes money to make money and all right. that. But what I've learned in this book was like most people, most rich people are actually very conservative with their investments. And the only risky part of their uh, portfolio is really like a very small portion of their assets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they don't really put all their eggs in one basket as we all may, may deem to see. Right. Right. And, the, the, t- the second thing that I learned was something called an all-weather portfolio that uh, mm. Mr. Robbins, uh, you know, he actually showcased this in his book. The idea with the all-weather portfolio was that, you know, when we invest in the stock market, we, we kind of accept that there are some uptimes and downtimes, right. and we kind of just kind of go with ebbs and flows right. of, um, you know, how the market freaks out or gets really, uh, you know, goes to a bull market and all right. that, right? Um, but in what the all-weather portfolio is basically a portfolio that is designed to really withstand any kind of economic uh, you know sensation that you experience I guess that makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah the reason why he brought this up was he interviewed a, a, a somebody named Ray Dalio, and are, are you familiar who Ray Dalio is? Oh, I've never heard of Ray So,
0: yeah.
1: So Ray Dalio, he's actually really he's a huge uh, like figure in the financial industry. Um, okay. He actually runs the 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 world's biggest uh, hedge fund in the in the world. <laughs> so uh-huh. not to not to be redundant there, but um, basically he runs Bridgewater Associates and something. Basically, anybody in finance know who this guy is? Yeah. Essentially, if you know.
0: Was it Warren Buffett? Then you know you should know this Got guy it. too. <laughs> oh, now I feel a little foolish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a okay. so, yeah, big, and he, big firm, uh, big mm-hmm. hedge fund. Exactly. And he interviewed him. Okay. Yep. And in this in this interview, Tony really was really pressing Ray to
1: try to give um, you know the common person a simple portfolio because Ray, uh, if you know anything about him, he actually hasn't taken a new client for decades because oh, really? he doesn't need to. And in order to for him to manage your money, you need to have a net worth of at least a hundred million dollars. So this oh, is wow. really big bucks that you talking about here right and you know he was in this book he was really trying to press him to do that and what Ray did was he basically gave him uh gave Tony a really simplified portfolio that you know Ray believed that would really withstand any kind of economic
0: situation right so basically an all-weather portfolio for the common Joe it seems like exactly exactly What, what Tony did was that
1: you know, he was like, "Okay, you know, I, that sounds great to know, but let's go yeah. ahead and do." He did some research and he, uh-huh. he went back and basically back tested this portfolio. And what he found was that basically this portfolio was really golden, especially if you look at the. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, see the uh, leading there. there. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But it was really good because basically, you look at recession, inflation, deflation, and LD, and growth periods of the yeah. e- economy. Basically, withstood all of those conditions, and he oh, was oh, really, cool. you know, it was really almost in a way it's like super surprised about how well this
0: portfolio did even though it's a relatively simple portfolio so uh, okay, let's back up for one second. Like sure. Tony Robbins, from my understanding, wasn't he an inspirational speaker? He is, and this is a, I'm kind so of a curious. Yeah, it's now. kind of interesting. Why is he in this? Right, because you, when you think Tony
1: Robbins, you don't necessarily think no. like finance guru no, and don't all don't that, know. Right? right? And I think this book was kind of his first foray into that. Got it. I, I actually think there is. I, I want to say somebody had told me there's a like a condensed version of this book, but if Got you it. want to read that, in any case, yeah, I think this is kind of his first foray into explaining
0: uh, how to build wealth to the Very common cool. person the common people like you and me oh, the commoners <laughs> um so basically what he did was interviewed this guy and, and basically ray put a, a portfolio together right just on the, spot, on the spot though on this oh on right, the spot on the spot oh, wow. he was like, he used yeah, it to... like let me see what i can think of
1: maybe do a little bit of this a little bit oh, of that wow. and here we That's go right
0: cool. <laughs> okay so, so what did you think, like, initially when you first read the book? So, uh, overall... Did you think, like, oh, this could just a mumbo-jumbo kind it, of thing? Or did you think, like, wow, this would be something I could try? It, it actually thought, like, it was something I could try. Nice.
1: Because at the time, we were also... You know, I, I mentioned before I had bought the house and all that. And I yep. was thinking, you know what? If... The market tank um, basically like it did in 2009 again yeah. then I don't know I don't know how well I would uh, do um, right. in that situation because um, my debt level is higher so my risk level is a lot higher too so I figured uh, I needed to find a way to make my, uh, my investments a lot more conservative yeah. so that way it can really withstand or it can uh, whenever there's a dip it wouldn't take as big of a dip for instance it. when I read that it really resonated with me that there was such a portfolio that was not only simple but it was proven um, you know time and time again to uh, really withstand these type no. of economic conditions.
0: Very cool. And,
1: Van, yeah. when did you read the book? I read it, uh, I would say, this was probably the like beginning of year last year, maybe okay. Q1. It's yeah, pretty recent then. Yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, it's, almost, it's been almost
0: a year and like maybe Done. nine months ago. And how long did it take between you started, uh, after you finished the book before you implemented something. So I was kind of sitting on this idea or actually
1: doing a lot of research. So I actually went out and did other researches on okay. other type of all weather portfolios because, uh, oh. I just want to see what else was out there. So I probably sat on it for about maybe six to maybe between six and eight months before okay. I m- decided to go to the butter golden butterfly portfolio.
0: So all weather portfolios are, is, is a very common term then I, to some degree. I like, don't. it covers a lot of different, there's other people taking the, approach. Well, I can't.
1: I think everybody has their own recipe in doing Got this, it. but I think uh, the uh, the term all-weather portfolio was kind of coined in Tony Robbins' book. Okay, gotcha. And the, but Golden Butterfly was not. Golden Butterfly was golden not. Golden <laughs> Yeah, Golden Butterfly was actually, you know, it was through my research and then I, I happened to find this portfolio and it okay. seemed to, that one seemed to resonate with me as well.
0: Cool. All right. Well, so what's next? What do we, should we talk about portfolio asset allocation? Yeah. So,
1: I mean, I, I figure that, you know, before we kind of go into what this is, I mean, people, some people listening may not even know what a portfolio asset allocation is, That's right? Good point. Yep. Right. So, uh, you know, to, in layman's term, uh, think of a portfolio asset allocation as like a recipe. So, like, when you're making your gumbo and all that, right? You put it... <laughs> all things, gumbo. Yeah. I mean, just think of it like, you know, you have to put your oh. spices in. your yeah. There's <laughs> you 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 all these ingredients to make up gumbo, right? So you think of it, portfolio asset allocation, it's like that recipe for your investment. Right. Right, so you, um, you have to figure out like, how much stocks you want to put in, how much bonds, how much real estate, how much whatever, in yep. order to make this recipe of your asset allocation. Yep. Yeah, for instance, um, you know, well, I think I gave you that example already, but in any case, um, so but the, the key thing is that, Everybody's always trying to find their own secret sauce into doing this, mm-hmm. right? Because there's really, you know, the more and more I research into this, uh, a lot, most people don't really know what they're doing. And they just right. kind of say, well, it kind of intrinsically, it makes sense to have this recipe. But right. in in reality, it may not uh, it may not really basically do well in the test of time, right? Yeah. In any in case, people like Ray, you know, people, again, like they pay really big bucks for people like Ray to provide these type of advice to them. It's like expertise and, and time tested. Exactly. And because, that, right? you know, Ray probably makes a really good gumbo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, oh, that's good. I like that. Uh, Van, what would you say, well, since we're going to, I guess, continue this uh, analogy of yours? Sure. Jumbo, um, you know, you've talked to a lot of your friends about finance. Like, wh- what do you see, or or maybe you can just kind of enlighten people who, who are listening, but what do you see most often uh, people's allocation look, looking like? Because, like, in my experience, I, th- I see a lot of people like, oh, I want to invest in stocks. Right? Right. Stocks always is the word that everybody's like, oh, I want to get Apple, or I want right. to get Microsoft, or whatever. But But I know that in the financial world, there's actually – that's pretty high risk to some – maybe not Apple or Microsoft, but buying individual stocks can be very high risky, very risky, right? It is.
1: And I would say, I mean, even when we had that discussion with Caleb, uh, Mm -hmm. Caleb um, – one thing that Caleb recognized was that he is very heavily involved in a single stock, right? Right. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where – Let's say with Apple, right? If you invested on Apple, like, you know, uh, let's say 20 years ago and you held it now, it's going to beat the market, right? Right. But (laughs) that was a gamble because who knew 20 years ago that they're going to go that high? So the idea is typically in the outside, you know, most people would always recommend uh, having some sort of like a mutual fund or some sort of index fund, something that's 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 more broadly diversified, right? And I would say that uh, typically if you go to most financial advisors, they follow something called the modern portfolio theory. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind that one is, you know, when you're young, you're, you have more time to be risky. So yep. you should have your uh, portfolio more in stocks. True. And then when I say stocks, not like, Oh, this put Apple, Amazon, and Tesla and all that. <laughs> right. I'm talking about uh, broadly diversified uh, mutual funds that are invested in stocks Individual right, funders, or like a bucket yeah. of stocks and gotcha. things like that. Exactly. So it's like, usually like, you know, when you first start out, they want, they say, you know, do a hundred percent stocks or 90% stocks and all yeah. that. But then as you grow older, like you know, you're, when your risk tolerance is a lot lower and lower, you can start introducing more bonds into that. So yeah. really, it's just like kind of a stock and bond type of uh, gotcha. relationship
0: there. Gotcha. Right. But does uh, when you define broadly speaking portfolio asset allocation, does that include things outside of stocks and bonds? Like uh, what about like treasuries or I guess those are all bonds too. Right? Th- those are bonds, but I mean, if you're thinking about like other assets like real estate,
1: I mean that yeah. definitely is part of that too. It's yeah. just um, it, it just depends on the type of like each asset that you add in, each. Recipe per se yep. that you add into your portfolio, it's going to add certain
0: risks and certain um, gotcha. you know gains, uh, risk and rewards, right? So, the, so the the combinations are endless, pretty much, right? And that's exactly. Why Ray, people like Ray Dalio exist. Exactly. To help
1: and, kind and of beat that. Exactly, yeah. because it's very. I mean, these guys have teams of people looking yep. at these things, and even any, even many times they're wrong as well. Right. And it's that's why the you know one thing that you know we mentioned before was there aren't very many uh, fund managers out there that can beat the S&P 500 over a long term so that's why most people just invest in the S&P 500 Got Got and it. just like just you know just go back to work and invest in the S&P 500 as a as a matter of fact uh, Warren Buffett that's exactly what he would recommend oh really yeah. interesting to the common investor at least
0: Oh, there you go. So, talk to us a little bit about how you came across the Golden Butterfly. Right. So, the Golden Butterfly. I, when, as I was researching, like all weather portfolios and
1: things like it, uh, Golden Butterfly was probably like the second or third link that I mm-hmm. saw in there in my research. And there was a website called PortfolioCharts.com, which is a very cool website, and I, I would definitely link it in the show notes and everything. But I probably spent hundreds, uh, maybe I wouldn't say hundred, maybe dozens of hours yeah. looking and researching this because what this website did. Was it took a lot of famous recipes from these famous uh, you know economists or other economists or famous uh, you know people in the finance world, mm-hmm. and it basically uh, did a whole bunch of back testing simulation to see how well each of them did. Oh, very uh, yeah. cool. So. I think what this person did was it took, um, they basically uh, found like kind of, a, out of all, with all of these analysis, he kind of found like the secret sauce. And the secret sauce um, is what he called the golden butterfly portfolio. And mm-hmm. in this portfolio, there's actually five assets, right? So it basically, it's all equally distributed, so 20% in each of these buckets, which is U.S. total stocks, U.S. small cap value, long-term U.S. treasury bonds, uh, short-term U.S. treasury bonds, and gold. Oh, so I was surprised. I guess that makes sense. Golden yeah, that's butterfly. why it's a golden butterfly, gotcha. right? I don't know where the butterfly came <laughs> yeah. from, but it's this. Uh, but yeah, the, the reason why it's
0: called the golden butterfly is because it's twenty percent asset in gold. Got it. Yeah. Well, then Van, let's break that down because obviously uh, some of those may seem a little complex to some folks. Can sure. you kind of walk us through and define for us, like what is U.S. total stocks? Sure. So <laughs> U.S. total stocks is
1: basically a. a buck. It, it could be a mutual fund that. Represents the entire U.S. stock market. Oh, yeah. there is such a thing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. There's such a thing. Yeah, And then the U.S. capital value um, is basically a bucket of stocks that are um, considered small cap. Uh, I don't remember what small cap is. Basically, um, it's basically how large a company is or Got how like... There's a, some a,
0: definitions there.
1: Yeah. Um, and basically, small cap value is basically a, a bucket of small uh, companies um, that... Is basically, it looks like they have, it's, it's on, they're on sale in a way, oh, or like they have, they have high value. That, I mean, there's a, there's a more sophisticated way to say that, but essentially saying that, you know, these are you know, ones that are, um, show a lot of value, gotcha. right?
0: And what about, uh, what's the difference between long-term and short-term treasury bonds? So
1: basically, long-term is anything over 10 years, okay. and short-term is less than three years. Got it. Right. Generally, uh, if the, with long-term, uh, because the, if there's more risk, then usually the interest rate's a little bit higher. T- usually. The not uh, on that. Yeah, return is higher, yes. whereas short-term... Since it's a little bit shorter than it usually it's about the same as what your online j- um, savings account would give you, roughly. Oh, uh, nothing?
0: <laughs> no, I mean, oh, no, it's like 1% oh, like, oh, like oh, to 2%. Online. Yeah,
1: that's no, no. I'm true. not talking about your Chase, uh, <laughs> chase. <damn> chase. chase. <laughs> savings account or Bank of America yeah. savings account. I'm talking about like your Ally, your Barclay, gotcha. and all, gotcha. all those guys. And And then then gold um, gold is gold, right? Everybody knows what gold is.
0: Perfect. I think so, at least. Well, I'm curious. I I do want to spend a little time on gold in the sense that gold, we haven't really talked too much about commodities uh, trading in in any of our past stocks. Can you talk to us about how that world works? I know it's very complex, but like literally you could buy gold. Yeah, absolutely. So in this case, generally,
1: you can either own the physical gold, uh-huh. and uh, that gold is, I think, is something that you know that you would have to kind of pay for to uh, you know store and mm-hmm. you know and and whatever do whatever security you want in that. But uh, so some people opt for that. But uh, for me, I actually what I did was I bought a gold ETF, basically a gold fund. So basically, gotcha. like each share of these funds represents like a, an ounce or a hundred of an ounce and things oh, like that. Cool. But the idea is each share that I purchase um, is backed with physical gold uh, stored in some vault somewhere. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So basically that's
0: how I did just to make it simple. And that market for those commodities also rises and falls just like every other Abs- stock out there. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, in general, it, you know,
1: when the idea is whenever uh, people have less, let's say they're scared or they have less confidence in the
0: market, then mm-hmm. they usually run towards a safe haven like gold. <laughs> gotcha. Because that's yes. backed by something very real. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Exactly. So then talk to us a little bit about, I guess... Um, why why the 20% in each of these like why these things so the thing is uh, I
1: mean when you think again with all weather like if you look at all the economic cycles right so y- your economy it could be growing it could be um, uh, it could be shrinking because of recession it could be flat or like it could be um, I, I, well recession is shrinking right or is it because to me the recession and deflation is kind of rough almost the same mm-hmm. um, and then the, you, you can also have inflation where your your dollars not going very far right, right. so the idea is um, your stock Stocks is basically going to cover you when the economy is growing which has been the like last few yeah. like years right exactly yeah yep. and then short term bonds um basically short term bonds in a way is almost like cash so it helps you during a uh, recession and then gotcha. the long term bonds is supposed to help you during the deflation and gold is supposed to help with the inflation part Got so it. if you think about it you know so those are kind of all the four economic cycles so in a way um each of these classes kind of help mitigate some of these issues gotcha. yeah but the thing is you're not going to excel in any of these right, firms, right? right. but uh, because in, if you think of it this way in any uh, economic situation at least one or more of your asset classes is
0: always going to lose in this situation gotcha. in this portfolio but you just don't lose big correct and you don't gain big exactly but you're also very would you would you call it like a protective way to manage your money? Is it conservative? Is it? I think think it's actually
1: very conservative because in this case, they actually kind of say that anybody at any age should have this portfolio. Oh, wow. Right, so somebody out of college, and to me, you know, frankly, somebody coming out of college who trying to go invest, I I don't know if I would steer them here because it seems very conservative where we're only uh, saying go 40% stocks and 40% bonds. It just seems kind of crazy, but to me, um, I just really wanted something that stable and i um, mean yep. i don't i don't need a ton of growth right now i just need something that would help at least uh, cushion some of the fall let's yeah. put it that protecting way
0: protecting against any risks exactly gotcha okay very cool so that i think i have a good understanding of at least the basic tenets of the golden waterfall uh, right the golden butterfly <laughs> <laughs> so um kevin i have a little game for you I think
1: we, have, we haven't done this in a while. No, we, we, haven't. Have, we, haven't we haven't done haven't this You Yeah, what, what would we call this? Game time. Game, right? time. game time. Game time. All right, so <laughs> this is a little bit of a nerdy game, I have to admit. Okay. But I call this the back testing game. Okay. Okay, because in this game, we're going to play a back testing. Uh, we're going to back test between three portfolios um, the Golden Butterfly, okay. uh, Ray Dalio's All Weather, and then we're also going to look at the uh, total stock market portfolio. Oh, so as well. the Ray Dalio portfolio is different than the Golden Butterfly. It, it is, oh. is different, yeah. Um, actually, I didn't mention what it was. Yeah. But, well, we can, go, we can talk about that a little okay, bit later, sure. but I just want to yeah, get yeah. into the game time now. So, okay. all right, Kevin, you're ready? Yes, sir. Okay, so between 1970 and 2018, um, oh. which one of these portfolios av- had the highest average annual compounded returns? All okay, right, so, so my choices are? Golden butterfly. Golden butterfly. All weather portfolio or a total stock market? So total stock market, again, remember, it's just all the,
0: the, the entire U.S. stock market. Okay. So, so my guess is... You, what you told me is that Golden Butterfly is not going to give you the best return when it's in a boon, boon right. or bull market. Right. Boon. So I'm going to go with all stock portfolio. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, you're right. Good job, oh, good. Kevin. We're so fine. that's correct. So if you look at between 1970 and 2018, the golden butterfly was 6.2 percent. Oh, know, still k- not bad. Ab- ab- yeah, and then all weather was 5.3 percent, and total stock market was 7.6 oh, wow. yeah. percent.
0: Oh, so it's not that much
1: crazier. It, it, oh, it, exactly. Yeah, you would have
0: thought it would have been like way higher. Exactly. Yeah, because you would think like
1: because the last few years I think it's been like really high, right? Yeah. But then it's just if you look at it from 19, like the last I would say 50 years or so, because oh, there was a lot was of ups too, and downs was and too
0: down. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean right. when the downs are the downs really hard, and when it's up, is up is really high. So, I mean, when you average it out, it's right around seven percent. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, I would have thought the difference would have been way higher, right? But the golden butterfly in this case is not that much lower. So, to yeah, me, I, that's exactly. that's another reason why I thought it was great. Ooh, okay. okay, one for one. Okay, <laughs> Keep so it coming, yeah. All right, so out of these next question, is out of these three portfolios, uh, which one lost the uh, most money? Lost the most money, right? Okay,
0: I would, I'm guessing lost cumulatively oh, i'm sorry uh, which one lost the least amount of money uh, least amount it, of yeah money. okay i'm gonna go with ray dalios interesting uh that,
1: that's cr- incorrect sir. oh no yeah, golden actually, butterfly the golden butterfly ah, lost okay. the least amount of money so uh if you look at amount of time during that same time period um golden butterfly portfolio actually lost money 20 percent of the time mm-hmm. um all weather was about 27 percent of the time and then total
0: stock market was about 29 percent of the time Oh, that makes sense. I guess 20%.
1: Well, I, I don't know is if that, that correlates. Just it's just, it's coincident. It's uh, okay. completely coincident though. Like, yeah.
0: Another 20%. Okay.
1: Okay. And then the next question I have for you, Kevin. Uh, okay. So, you know, during this time, 1970 to 2018, uh, mm-hmm. there were you know, good years and bad years, yep. right? Out of all of these, which one had the least amount of losses in a single, a given single year? I was going to say golden butterfly in this case. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Yes you you're correct oh, sir. What? So Golden Butterfly uh, within the, that period uh, lost about um the worst year lost 11% whereas all weather worst year lost 16% and then total stock market worst year lost 49%. Holy yeah. moly. So
0: it truly is protecting against that down, big downfall. Correct. Oh, well, at least that's the idea, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> at least oh. yeah. Holy cow. Okay. And then let's see um a couple a few more questions for you Kevin. So Next one is um, when – so there's a, something called – there's a term called longest drawdown, so, which means that – Longest drawdown. Okay. Um, let's say, like, you decide to – whenever you invest – you decide to invest, like, in a time where it's really high, and the next day it just kind of plummeted, right? Oh, okay. So yep. how long – what was – basically, my question to you is, which one of these profiles has
0: the least um, drawdown time to recover back to your breakeven point? I'm going to give Ray another chance here. He's got he's to gotta do something good in this. Ray? Oh, you're, golden you're in, yes, golden butterfly oh my again. So, is it all golden butterfly? <laughs> so oh, tricky game, <laughs> the first
1: one, I guess. Yeah. So golden butterfly, like the longest drawdown period was two years, which is not bad. So it takes, it, you know, it, it basically is saying it's, it on average it will take about two years for you to recover that money. Uh-huh. Go, uh, all weather portfolio was ten years, holy, and then bull. total stock markets, in, in some cases took thirteen years to oh, do so. Wow. That. So that's pretty crazy. All right. Not Ray. <laughs> but then again, he's he the best one out there, man. But that's why I was saying that people like oh Ray, God. even though they're, they're brilliant in their yeah. own ways. I mean, a lot of times they could be wrong as well. Yeah. And uh, you know, keep in mind, you know, when he did this interview, I mean, he probably did it based on his knowledge at that point. But then yeah. when he came back to talk to his other clients, I'm sure they ha- he has a much more sophisticated oh, right, right. Yeah, portfolios that's true, and all that's that. True. So he's not going to give away. The spot,
0: like you said. Right? Exactly. He's, right, he's, he's, Ray, not gonna, he's
1: not going to give his, you know, his secret sauce there. <laughs> All right. Last question for you, Kevin. All right. So um, do you know what a safe withdrawal rate is? I do not. So remember how we were talking about the 4% rule that if you were to do, like, I think it's 50% stock, 50% mm-hmm. uh, bonds, and then yeah. if you were to withdraw, like, 4% of uh, the oh, life yes. of it, then yep. it will, with, you know, basically it would la- last your time. Yep. Or so That's, that 4% is a safe withdrawal rate. Okay. So out of all these portfolios, which one has the highest safe withdrawal rate? I was just saying golden
0: butterfly (laughs) because I feel
1: like that's what you're trying to explain to me. That is true. Yeah. So golden butterfly, ding, ding, ding. So uh, golden butterfly in this case, six and a half percent was safe withdrawal rate um, during that time. Six and a half, which is really high, right? And then uh, all weather was 4.9 percent. And then total stock market is 4.3 percent. That's it. Well well done, sir. so really, all weather. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about, like, the key takeaway here is, like, you know, within the last 50 years, this portfolio just performed really well. Um, if you look at, you know, 1970s, it was a huge stagflation during that time. Yep. 1980s, huge inflation during that time. Um, 1987 was Black Monday, which was, like, I think the biggest drop in uh, the stock market oh, in wow. a single day. Um, okay. I don't know. Maybe since the Great Depression or something like that. And then there's a 2000 dot-com bust. Mm-hmm. And then 2008, Great Recession. Yep. So out of all these time, times, still you know, perform admirably well.
0: That's that's pretty crazy. You would have thought um, you would have heard more about it by now.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I think it's still kind of a grassroots type of portfolio. And this guy, I don't think he, um, he actually didn't come up with this until like you know, maybe a few years ago. So it was built to be recent. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay.
0: Right. So I've heard all the good. Right. There's got to be some downside to this. Yeah. I mean, that's why people haven't talked about it, right? So right. I guess, are there any issues with the Golden Butterfly? Kind
1: of going back to when I said, like, you know, somebody coming out of college and somebody who's trying to invest for the That's first true. time, yep. it, it's really going to go against any conventional inv- investment wisdom. Because, mm-hmm. again, with the modern portfolio theory, you know, you, you want to be risky younger, but then you want to you know, be less risky going older. So going with one single as, uh, portfolio for the lifetime of your investment career, it, you know, it seems kind of ludicrous. But in this case, it's just uh, I mean, this is what. The person who came up with this kind of recommended everybody, you know, to do, um, you know, going out just because it seems like it it kind of withstanded test of time in that case, right? That makes sense. Okay. And then in this case, uh, you know, another con would be um, it may not be diversified enough because notice that you you don't really have any international, international stocks, right? Yeah, right. There's no real estate. There's there's no commodities and just a, a few other asset classes that it doesn't have. So I mean, it's really you're li- really limited to. I mean, I mentioned five um, buckets, but it's really think about really three buckets. So you're really talking about stocks, um, bonds. bonds, and gold. And gold. really, those are the three asset classes that um, it's going through. So you know, again, it's if you want something with more diversity, then you know, maybe you do this. And in conjunction with something else, or mm-hmm. you do something else entirely. Got it. And the gold portion is actually very controversial. And I have to say, the main reason why I was sitting on this for so such a long time was because of gold. And if you talk to, if you research gold and you look in, you know, if you talk, you, know, you go into the FIRE community, um, financial independence, retire early community, and you know, pretty much everybody always poops on gold mm. because everybody is saying that you know, gold is, it's not. Um, you know, whereas stocks is pretty. It's productive asset, right? Because it's a company producing something and generating money and all that. Um, something like gold is not very uh, productive asset. So you kind of buy it and then you hoard it, and then there's a speculation that it may go up in the future. God, right? So it's just it's highly speculative, and it's just something that, in theory, and if you look at it from. You know, if you even look at the historical from like 1970 till now, like you know, gold by itself is
0: terrible. Oh, really? (laughs)
1: Yeah, but it's just for whatever reason when you add it into each, you know, into this recipe, it seems to do well, and it's kind of yeah. Oh, interesting. So this is this is the main reason why I've been kind of like on defense with this. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And then long-term bonds is also considered risky because if imagine if you have a (laughs) 30-year bond with the government, I mean, they let's say you bought it and then the interest rates are really high, but then it um, let's say 10 years from now it. Uh, interest rates are super low and they can't afford to give you that. I mean, they could just decide to recall those bonds right. and uh, just basically take that away from you. So that's something diff- uh, that's risky. Another con is that it's actually rather difficult to invest in, in your 401k, mainly because your 401k is yep. it's not it's not going to let you yep. invest in gold by any means. Um, and it may not have all the asset classes that I had mentioned right. before to, for, to allow you to do that. Um, as a matter of fact, when I did it, if when I looked at my 401k, my wife's 401k, I had the uh, I I didn't have small cap uh-huh. but then she did and, but um, but then like she had in uh, in both cases we couldn't invest any of it in gold so oh. it was just like I had to kind of look at my whole entire portfolio like basically all the accounts to see like how yeah, yeah how I'm going to piece this together if I were to be hit by a bus tomorrow and then and my wife was supposed to do, you know, deal with this and manage it. She's just, she's not going to know what to do. So I think like, you know, I'm going to have to figure out one way or another, um, I may have to go back to something more simple. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: And then, and that, that's the key thing. It's, so you all would almost have to do this outside of your retirement per se? Well, or? some of it, well, some of it could be
1: outside of retirement. And then in, in my cases, um, I was actually able to do everything within retirement, but in, for most people, that's almost impossible. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Any other cons? Maybe? Yeah, and the last con I have right here is, I mean, I showed you like really good back testing, but, again, back testing isn't really a 100% reliable indicator, right? Um, because, you know, they always say that what past uh, returns doesn't indicate future performance. I mean, that's something that, uh, you know, you probably heard from Dave Ramsey quite a bit of time. Breach, um, brother. Right. <laughs> but in, in a way, it's kind of like, you know, looking in the back re- rearview mirror all the time. So just keep in mind that, you know, it, even though it looks great so far um, and it seems like a pretty sound um, uh, Uh, investment strategy but it's
0: it's not guaranteed by any means right gotcha Mm -hmm. but then so so you read about all that and then you were deciding whether you sat on it for a little bit it seems like it's been almost you said about beginning of last year yep you first heard about this recently through the Caleb episode you did tell us and confirm that you did move forward with doing this i did Uh, so what made you decide that it was i guess I guess it's ready to go and you feel like this could be a good strategy for you.
1: Well, I, I, I agreed with the bond and the 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 bond and the stock allocation. And then with the gold, it was just, you know, I I guess the way I see it is if gold did tank, then it's not like it's 100% of my portfolio. It's about 20% of my portfolio. Yep. And um, but the way I can see it is the gold will more than likely just retain its value. But if it grows higher, that's great. If it goes lower, then it sucks. But it's something that, you know, it was a risk that I was willing to take. Let's gotcha. put it that way. Gotcha.
0: And did you feel that the... I mean, but was there a reason why you decided at this point, let's move forward? Yeah. I mean, I I actually talked to my wife
1: a little bit about Uh it. And I was asking her, you know, I kind of gave her the idea of, would you rather... You know have a basically have an investment where it's riskier but then you have longer term growth but it's riskier or would you rather have something that's more steady going and you know at the end of the day she said you'd rather have something steady going and i figured this was something that was steady going enough yeah. let's put it
0: that way and i remember at the time van you had i don't know if it was your it was like someone who, a friend of yours that was in finance or accountant or something right. i remember you showed or proposed this kind of Thought, at least the hypothesis of right. utilizing this, and they were kind of like, "Oh, I can't believe it!" But they actually ran the numbers, and they were pretty right. impressed. Right? And I remember that was also a reason why you were like, "Oh, okay, maybe it is legitimate." Exactly. And I think he was kind of one of the uh, other catalysts for me to press the button
1: because I, I had actually planned it all out, yeah. and I was just, you know, sat on it for another few weeks, uh-huh. going, "Man, should I do this?" And then when he took a look at it, I mean, at first he was—you're right—he was a little poo-pooing over you're it, right. but yeah. then after a bit of his own thing, he was like, "Wow, this is actually pretty interesting." So, um, his, let's say, semi approval kind of helped me push me over gotcha. the edge.
0: So, are you following the golden butterfly to the T? I am. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, literally 20, 20, 20, 20. Yep.
1: And wow. this is all throughout my, uh, I mean, maybe not in my taxable accounts and all that, but sure. when inside my retirement account, is completely golden you butterfly. Gotcha. Right yep.
0: Did you try Ray Dalio's
1: methodology in any way? I I started looking into that, uh-huh. but Ray's uh, actually portfolio is a little bit more complicated, and okay. I just wanted something a bit more simple that you know I can just easily just well I mean, want easily in um, in relative terms sure. just do right. So I mean I you know we didn't mention what it was before, so let me ex- uh, kind of go through what Ray Dalio's sure. asset allocation is. So out of his allocation is thirty percent large cap stocks, fifteen mm-hmm. percent intermediate uh, treasury bonds. Forty percent long-term Treasury bonds, seven and a half percent gold, okay, and then seven and a half percent commodities. Complicated. <laughs> yeah. So if you look at it, uh, you know, his in his uh, portfolio, it's thirty. percent is only in stocks, where about fifty-five percent is in bonds. And to me, that that just seems a little, way too much, right? Because to me, like I, I would rather have a little bit more risk and they have more like growth it to add just a little bit more in stocks. Whereas in this case, it's just, uh, it just seems like it's just too little stocks for my liking is well yeah. that way. Gotcha. Yeah. And it was just uh, too much in long-term bonds as well to my liking as
0: well. So, so you, did you try that first? I, you know, or did wh- you find a golden butterfly and it's kind of like that makes sense to me. You move forward. I mean, I looked at some other portfolios, like yeah. I was maybe doing like, you know, I
1: was looking at maybe doing like a 75% stocks, 25% bonds, or even like 60 stocks was 40% bonds. And, you know, as I was doing the back testing, it's just none of them no, 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 was yeah. as good as a golden butterfly. So I just, you know, just to me, it just made more sense to go that route. Very cool. And, and except whatever risk that comes yeah. down the line. <laughs> and how is it doing so far? So far, okay, so <laughs> you may think I'm a fool with this, right? So I would say year-to-date gains um, is about 16% for my golden butterfly. It's pretty good. good. Yeah. But if you look at the stock market, though, yeah. it's almost 30%, like 27%. So I you know, I lost out on nearly 11%.
0: But which when you, if you were to do total stock market, what you mean, define there again, is if you were pu- purely in stocks? Correct. Gotcha. And because prior to this, I was actually about 95% stocks oh, and 5% right.
1: bonds. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: And that's only, be- But that's because the economy has been doing really well
1: in the stock market at least that's right? correct and I mean 2019 was a stellar year for stocks right, right? so I think that's um, that's another thing so I, I mean I, it, it was great that it had some growth but when I look at the to, um, the total stock market or S&P 500 I go oh Ooh. man like it was a bad time to make that switch <laughs> 16% is not too shabby it's not but yeah. again like it's still not, it, it didn't perform as well but I mean this is but then again this is something that I expected anyways right. because I, I didn't expect that my portfolio would perform nearly as well gotcha
0: right. okay and then you wrote a note here about max drawdown,
1: right? So I would say that um, Golden Butterfly. I would say like uh, the the most actually, yeah. This is another good point I forgot to mention here. It's uh, um, during that same year, um, the, the lowest my portfolio drop was about one point four five percent, whereas like for the S and P or the total stock market, the lowest it dropped was six percent. So I mean, there, so you could tell like I don't I don't have that wow. much
0: volatility. Wow. As well. So you you were basically minus one point four five to plus sixteen. Correct. Yeah. And then, Wow, so in the total stock market was almost a pendulum swing of almost forty percent. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's so it's crazy. it's just it's pretty nuts. <laughs> well, cool. Anything else you want to add, Van, on the golden butterfly? That's uh, right. I
1: mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts about this portfolio? I mean, yeah,
0: I, I. Uh, I I, I think it's the the logic makes a lot of sense. I'm 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 curious as to how to execute right. You know? And that was the, and you kind of alluded to. It doesn't seem like it's it's not like I go into my retirement and be like, okay, ding ding ding, twenty percent done. You know, it's almost kind of you have to figure out how you accomplish it. It seems like that there's a little bit of a a bridge there that you
1: have to cross. Right. And you don't have to do what I did and just do everything within a retirement account. You can kind of do it like outside of a retirement account in your, you know, um, as well. It's just for me, I I just, I just wanted to do
0: it within my retirement account um, just to, uh, just because most of my assets are there anyways. And the other note I I had, as I was listening to you describe this is I feel like with my current portfolio, I'm already pretty conservative. Okay. Where where are you right now? I'm curious. And again, I, I, I have the luxury because my, my wife's old boss is managing our portfolio right, right. For the company. And then he took us on his little small side, project. <laughs> like side projects. Um, so he has, just like, I guess, Ray Dalio, their own methodologies and approach and Absolutely. combinations of assets and things like that. Um, I do know that it's more of like a 50% stocks. And, like, 40% bonds. It's still... Really? Yeah, it's still wow, very... That, that seems
1: very conservative. It's still very that's conservative. Interesting.
0: Um, and I remember thinking that it's not, like, a, it's not anything close to, like, oh, we're doing, like, 80% stocks. It, it's just not that way. Interesting. And I don't know if that's because, you know, we're obviously getting a little older, too. Um, I don't know if that has to do with the business and how he's approaching it as well. And he's looking at this as a long-term play, obviously, as, right. a, as a client. So... Um, I'm always I'm, I'm like kind of curious about. it. I wonder if he's thought about this. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure if you
1: bring this up to him, he's probably going to think that it's a dumb portfolio. Oh, but I, I'm curious to see you know if he were to do some back testing and actually spend some time to see how well this does. Then yeah. I'm, I'm actually curious to see what he has to say yeah. on this point. something like that. Cool. Okay, so maybe uh, you know in your next meeting when i Yeah. Gonna go. <laughs> hey, have well,
0: you uh, have you ever talked Have you talked to other, any other people about this? Um, I mean, just like trying to convince some folks that. I, I mean, in, in my case, I never. I just do it, ne- never to convince
1: anybody. I yeah. just do it just to say, like, this is what I'm doing right now, yeah. and this is what makes sense for me right now, because it may not it may not make sense for you, Kevin. It so, may not make sense, make sense so for anyone uh, else.
0: I know we're running kind of short on time, but I have one last question sure. for you, man. Um, you mentioned, as we were looking at the cons of the golden butterfly, being the fact that it doesn't really take into account this idea that, like, especially if you're younger, you know, is this the right approach? You, you right. seem to kind of say, hmm, there's a question mark over that. Do you feel like... There's a certain right time frame for someone to consider this more heavily than other parts of their life.
1: Right. I I would say it really depends on each person's risk tolerance. Okay. Let's put it that way. So if everybody, if the person I talk to, already like, at college, it says, you know, I, I'm going balls to the walls. I don't care gotcha. because you know I can I have enough time uh, horizon to really absorb any risk. Yep. Then just do more stocks. That's yeah, fine. But for you. But right. if you're saying like, uh, you know, I, I'm afraid to put my uh, foot outside and all yep. that, then I mean something like this may work just because gotcha. it, it will be less volatile, for instance. And you're going
0: to have more peace of mind in terms of that,
1: right? Right, right. And then again, like nothing that – you know, no portfolio that anybody recommends would ever – Wherever we bulletproof, right. I would say. Right. And it's, this is just, I mean, if, if you think about it this way, like, you can't, um, the idea of looking at gold, because, you know, w- right after the gold standard was taken off of the um, uh, the dollar, that's when you could, uh, the Americans could actually, you know, like, buy and trade gold and all that. But right. prior to that, you couldn't really do that. So, you, you know, you don't really have a ton of history with gold uh, other than the last 50 years as well. So, point. it's something, um, yeah. it would be kind Great. of interesting to see how gold reacts now that the dollar isn't backed by any uh, precious commodity, right? Got it. So, yeah, I, you know, who knows? I mean, it could be the wild west other, there or there could be another economic uh, cycle that throws us out of the whack so
0: i'm hoping not <laughs> but yeah. but who knows well thanks so much van this yeah, is no great problem. um so folks if you guys have any questions i i know this i'm sure there's a ton of questions about it uh, please feel free to reach out to us at a word about wealth at gmail.com if you have any specific questions about golden butterfly I'm sure Van will be more than happy to take those questions. Sure, sure. Uh, and then we can even add it to one of our mailbag episodes. Right. I'll try, try to bring a more positive spin on it yeah. as well. <laughs> but, uh, if, and also, uh, Van and I are definitely looking at what 2020's calendar of topics are. Right. So, if you guys have any topics that you're curious about, please uh, send them along to us as well, and then we can kind of build them in. Otherwise, we'll continue to do things that we like to talk about. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's going to talk about Dwayne Johnson some more. Oh, we haven't talked about Dwayne. No. All right, Van's cutting me off. (laughs) All right, take care, everyone. (laughs)